Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The Colts went all the way to Germany to win the war against the Patriots. We will talk about that game, have a special edition of the Niner Neighborhood, and our weekly Unstable Pick 6. So here we go. Welcome to the opening drive here. Uh, First of all, I just got to point this out. Jason McCourty should not have been broadcasting that game for the NFL Network, uh, having been a former Patriots player DB. Yeah, he was very uh, biased, we'll say, in what he wanted to be called. Yes. uh, Throughout the game, he was very Patriots-heavy in how he was uh, analyzing the game and things like that. Um, So, you know... Maybe have an unbiased uh, player next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Kelly went out went out with a concussion. Uh, I would like to think he'll be back for the next game with the bye week and get healthy and everything. But it meant that for most of the game, we were back to having French fries on our O line. Yep, Wesley French at center and Will Fries at right guard. Indeed, indeed. Making Gardner Minshew hungry back there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the actual game. Here we go. Here's what happened. This was the first game that the Colts did not score 20 or more points. I know. So, kind of congratulations to the Patriots defense, I guess. Mm-hmm. I need to – we need to give credit where credit's due. We're not going to be biased like Jason McCourty. So, uh, congratulations, Patriots defense, on being the first team to prevent that from happening. Yep. Also – Here's the thing. The Colts gave up 167 rushing yards, 340 total yards, 21 first downs, and almost 35 minutes of possession, and still won the game. How in the world did that happen, Liam? Well, they got the yards because, one, we pinned them deep with punts. Okay. And they, never, and they got into the red zone. We stopped them in the red zone. Yep. Or we had a turnover. Right. We won the turnover battle. Won the turnover battle. And? Patriots were 0 for 4 in the red zone. Right. Uh, they did not come away with a single touchdown, uh, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT had 69 yards on 23 carries. And only six more through the air. So not like his most productive day, but still seemed to kind of come out uh, whenever they needed him to. Yep. Should we be concerned that Moss, the second leading rusher in the league, only got one carry in the game? Uh, We shouldn't be concerned um, just because... JT might have just been like, hey, I, I got this today. And maybe something was going on with Moss that no one really knew about until the game until game day. Maybe he tweaked something in warm-ups, something like that, because I dislocated my shoulder in warm-ups one time, and I didn't know it. 
because I was just like adrenaline yeah. and all that. Yeah. And I played anyways, and then it got popped back into place. I'm like, oh, my shoulder was out of place. <laughs> so what did you think about the two back shotgun set? I did like that. It presented a lot of options for the Colts, which meant a lot of options to cover for the defense, which I really liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we brought this up earlier in an earlier podcast, didn't we? Mm-hmm. This would be a good setup. All right. Well, uh, Minshew never really looked comfortable back no, there. He, he was, was very moving around a lot. Lots of lots of happy feet, dancing around, stuff like that. But holding the ball for maybe too long on some plays. Right. Like he he made some good plays, but he made one very obvious questionable call mm-hmm. and questionable decision. He had an obvious running lane. And we were like, yes, run it, run it. And then he lofted it, and it got tipped and got intercepted. Yeah, so. he would have had a good seven, eight yards, which would have put him in a good uh, spot to get the first. Right. But, uh, Pittman looked good with another eight reception day for 84 yards. And Alec Pierce had one really good grab for 21 yards. Uh, and uh, that stat line, uh, he ran more further than any other receiver. You remember this stat line? Yeah, not any other receiver this season. Not with the ball. Just right. He ran the most yards. He ran the most go routes, basically. Right. He's ran, run the most distance over time through, for any receiver this season. Yep. So. Uh, Dio came, uh, came up big with three sacks. Yep. Tyquan Lewis and Don't Quitty On Me Pay. Each had another buck, had eight tackles, including one for a loss. Jalen Jones and Daryl Baker Jr. both looked good on the outside. And your favorite one to bring up? Zaire added a 15 total tackle, 12 12 solos, to his again league-leading 117. With 76 solo it. Question is, will it hold through the bye? See, that's the thing. Will it? I don't know. You miss one game like he did, you could jeopardize mm-hmm. that even though he's going really good. Yeah. Well, um, hasn't hasn't the Bears haven't had their bite yet, have they? I think they have, yeah. They have? Oh. Yeah. yeah. This could be bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, he's doing the best he can. Every uh, I don't he hasn't gotten a single game yet with single digit tackles. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Isaiah McKenzie had that great re- uh, kickoff return. Uh, for 42 yards, it's being now called the West Virginia because uh, the crowd in Germany was singing jo- uh, John Denver- Denver's West Virginia before it happened and then continued to sing during the fact that that was happening. Yeah, so. they, they did that a lot that game. They just kept singing the song. That's what happens in soccer country, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blackman and Rodney Thomas both came up with an interception. Yep. Uh, Does it matter to you how sloppy this was? How sloppy the game was? The game, yeah. Um, It, I feel like, first of all, you got to think, it's in Germany. Mm -hmm. As you you just mentioned, different crowd. They're talking a lot during the game. You're not used to that. You're used to just silence and then lots of cheering afterwards. So maybe... You, it messed with your head. You're in a different country. That might mess with your head. There's a lot of things that could have, uh, like, thrown people off. Yeah. Like, for example, the Miami Dolphins should have had a lot better offense than what they did. Yeah. Like, no offense to Chiefs, but their defense isn't the greatest. Okay. So, I think it's just 
whenever you go out of country, it messes with your head a lot. Unless you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it troubles me terribly because at the end of the day, they found a way to get the win. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, was it troubling the Colts couldn't get on a roll on offense? Uh, no, just because, like I said, it could have been something in the head. Uh, something could have happened. There could have just been miscommunication, which is insane. Which is an easy fix. So, no. I'm not worried about All it. Right. How concerning was it to give up that many yards to an offense of that quality? See, I thought our run defense was really good. Right. And seeing that, even if it messed with your head a little bit, you still got to get it under control. So, it's a little concerning. But what I did like is they stepped it up in the red zone whenever yep. it mattered. So, at the end of the day, yes, yards is yards. But... At the end of the day, if they can't score, then they can't score. All right. And then the last one. Are you worried giving up that many rushing yards when you knew that that was their main weapon? Um, I, I will refer you to the many times over the years that the Patriots have brought in a no-name rusher who's rushed for like 150 to 200 yards almost every single time. Yeah. Um. I am a little concerned because why aren't we blitzing more? Like, we can blitz more. We have, like, Mm -hmm. we send the pressure. We know what we can do whenever they're under pressure. It gives our young DBs a chance because then it makes the quarterback throw a bad ball. Or if they run, we have more guys to get to the ball quicker, which doesn't allow the big yards. So it worries me a a bit, not because of the players, but because of the scheme. Gotcha. So, it's a Gus Bradley thing. It, it always it's had, this seems to be have be a pattern throughout the year that we seem a little uh, Gus Bradley stubbornness yep. rather than Gus Bradley willing to adjust. And when Gus Bradley does seem willing to adjust like uh, against the, Houston, against the Ravens, the Ravens um, very successful. Right? Allows different opportunities that are out there yes might leave your corners out to dry but not if you're going to get there quick enough Mm -hmm. you got to measure those uh pros and cons all right your mayflower move of the game then sir i think i know what this is um it was the patriots were driving Mm -hmm. last drive of the game they're driving down the field and who came up with an interception it has to be that last interception. Uh, the game ceiling. Oh, the Rodney Thomas one? Yep, the Rodney Thomas. Not last. the Blackman one. No, not the All Blackman. Right. All right. Rodney Thomas game ceiling because they were driving. They were making their way down, and that was kind of like, boom, done. Bailey Zappi kind of, they put him in there for that last drive because they didn't trust Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being able to step in and – having a different quarterback is different because you're reading the eyes of that quarterback. You know how he's playing. Someone else comes in who's, I would say, almost as good as Mac Jones. Yeah, if he has the yeah, full game, yeah. almost as good as Mac Jones. But he's different. He throws different, so you got to adjust real quick. So I think having to adjust to that and then being able to read his eyes, get that pick. And, and the, fake, the fake spike on top of that mm-hmm. and some of the Colts uh, rush stop because of it. Yeah. Yep. Seal in the game. It was good. All right. Um, All right. So I'm left in a little bit of a... Okay. So I initially was like, yes, the Blackman pick because they were driving down and that was was potential for them to 
go up right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the pick, it still wasn't sealed, as you mentioned. Yeah. But then the Colts ended up with a third and six inside their own 10 with under three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots still had all their three timeouts. And uh, Minshew danced around, danced around, came out of the pocket and found a Josh first downs sprinting out on like a adjusted post route. Got him 25 yards diving catch on a guy that we didn't even know if it was going to play or not because of the bad knee. So mm-hmm. um, to me, that's the Mayflower move. Okay. I would I would love to give it to Blackman. Yes, I think in conjunction, if I get a two-parter, I'm going to say Blackman followed by that uh, Josh first downs yeah. uh, catch. Okay. Who was your star of the game then? Star of the game. It was my player to track last week, JT. He was our main offensive weapon. He kept our offense going. He got the only touchdown. Um, I, I think that he was the best all-around player, although Buck had a really good game, and so did Zaire and Dio. And our, a lot of our defense people had a good game. Yep. I'm on the offensive side because I right. prefer that. And I'm giving it to JT also because he was my player to track. All right. Uh, my player to track did not even make the trip. <laughs> uh, so uh, I hope Tree gets healthy on the bye week. So I'm going to give my star of the game to Dio Odengbo. He doubled his season sack total in the first half alone of this game. Went from three to six. It's the first time a Colts player has had three sacks in the first half of a game since Dwight Freeney in a good year for you, 2005. That is a good year. May have been the year I was born. Yeah. So this particular thing has only happened twice in your lifetime uh, because you were just an itty-bitty baby at that point. So the Colts are back to 500 with seven games left, but with a bye this week, it gives us an opportunity to check out and check in with our other team in an in-season installment of the Niners Neighborhood after this. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. Yorkies are my favorite, but we don't raise the yappy type. Mine gives me multiple hugs a day. Check out our Yorkies at Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. All right, welcome to the Halftime Adjustments. Instead of looking ahead to the next Colts game because they got a week off, we are going to take this opportunity to go in, dive into the Niners neighborhood. Let's go. So, a little season update. 6-3 uh, and three on the season, 2-0 and oh in the division. First in the division, but locked at the top record-wise with the Seahawks. Third seed in the playoffs right now. Opened 5-0, and oh, then they lost three straight games. Uh, due to some uh, injuries. Yep. And then they beat one of the hottest teams in Jacksonville uh, in the early East Coast uh, slot after the bye. Didn't 
didn't I say they just needed to buy and they might run the table the rest of the you way? You did say that. And they so took now, down a hot team by only keeping them to three points? Right. And the East Coast uh, jump. So that's mm-hmm. that's a big deal coming from the West Coast. Yep. You're playing at 10 in the morning. All right. So let's through. Let's run through the remaining schedule, all right? Okay. First up, we got the Bucks. I don't see how they lose this. Uh... I don't care if it's in Tampa or not. It's in the Bay, pretty sure. Yep. Um, I think that is a win for the Niners. Question is, which Bay? Uh, uh, not Tampa <laughs> Bay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we got at the Seahawks on the short week on Thursday Night Football. Yep. Uh, having a, They don't have to travel from east to west uh, because Seattle uh, – they only going up to Seattle real quick. Um, I I think they're gonna get a dub here. Okay. I feel like uh, yeah. I they're tied in the division. Yeah. I don't know who the Seahawks are playing, but regardless if they have a win uh, as well as the Niners will, yeah. then they'll be tied still. So this will be like the tiebreaker between them, and I feel like uh, the Niners are gonna get it done. All right. Uh, first one, I do have the Bucks, uh, but then I, I have them losing uh, because it's in Seattle and the short week. I think those things combined uh, will get them there. Okay? Yeah. And then with the mini buy after the Thursday night, they play at the Eagles. I think Philly is a hard place to play. You played them in the NFC Championship. I don't know if you're quite ready for it yet. I think you're going to lose this one, but if you play in the playoffs, you're going to win that one. Uh, I would tend to agree there for all the same reasons. Um, so I think that's going to be a loss as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game, it's in San Francisco, but again against the Seahawks again. Yeah. Uh, within those, what, two-ish, two and a half weeks, you play the Seahawks twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, but this one's at home, so I'm going to give that one a W. Yeah, uh, I give it a W as well. Uh, I think they go beat them in Seattle, and they beat them at home. All right. Next game in Arizona against the Cardinals. My thing with this is Kyler's back. Yeah. And and they didn't look terrible without him. Um, and uh, so I think, and the fact that it's in Arizona, I'm going to go with this is going to be a loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is in Arizona, but Arizona's not that far away. Um, and it's the Niners we're talking about. If it's the Colts, yeah, I'd give them a loss. <laughs> but it's the Niners. It's a win. All right. Um, and then we got uh, the Ravens on Christmas night. This is my preview of what I think the championship game was way that I called way back at the beginning. Pre-season. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that a lot more as well. Yeah. Um, I actually saw something on that, like like a conspiracy. You'd, you'd probably like it. Oh, I love conspiracies. Maybe, maybe I'll do it right before uh, we leave the Niners neighborhood. Um, this is going to be a birth, not birthday present. This is going to be a Christmas present to me because they're going to get a dub tonight. Okay. All right. I also have them uh, with a win because it's at home. So It's a home and it's Christmas. I mean, yeah. come on. All right. Uh, Commanders. Uh, they're in Washington. All right. This is on New Year's Eve in the early time slot, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it's against the Commanders, and I think that uh, they're going to win that one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, getting a win there. 
Against Last Mr. Sam one, then, is the Rams at home to end the season. What do you think? I think they're going to win this. I think they're ending the season off with a, a big win against the Rams. Going to go into the playoffs real strong. So maybe they only lose to the Eagles? Okay. All right. Uh, that puts me with a final record of 11-6 and six for them. And me with a 13-4 and four record. All right. So we'll see how that goes. You want to hear the conspiracy real quick? I, I, of course I do. Okay. So basically the last couple of years, logos for the championship have, um, they've corresponded with the colors. Okay. The Bucks versus... Uh, the Bucks versus Chiefs. It was like a cream type of color. Okay. The only team that has cream jerseys, the Bucks. Okay. Uh, year after that, it was orange and yellow. Okay. Rams and Bengals. All right. Year after that, it was an odd green that kind of looked a little like the Philly, the Kelly green combined with their greens now. Okay. And then the red again. Right. For the nine, for the not the Niners, for the Eagles the, the, and the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. This year. It's purple with like a bronze. And last time they played in the Super Bowl, 10 years ago, the Super Bowl logo was purple and bronze. So okay. are we going to see a rematch from 10 years ago? So you're saying it's all scripted for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our take on what's ahead for the Niners. But next we will sprint around this week in the league with our unstable pick six. Alexis literally changed my wife Alexis' life. The focus on gut health changes things from the inside out rather than masking symptoms and issues. We want you to experience them for yourself at plexusworldwide.com slash growing up hall. Welcome back to the Unstable Pick 6. Before we get into this week's picks, let's take a look at last week. I have a little Team from Houston update. Okay, let's hear it. This is a surprising one for me. Yes, uh, so uh, Team from Houston doing really good this year. Yeah. Have uh, probably the top rookie quarterback mm-hmm. who was able to finish the season. Yep, um, agreed. And maybe even talks of an MVP role for him. Maybe. Um, maybe. I think at this point, you end the season, it's probably rookie of the year. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The only question is, can he get rookie and MVP? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, too many other good candidates out there. Yeah. Including uh, people that aren't quarterback, like A.J. Brown, like Tyreek Hill. I, th- um, I think right now it's Lamar. But the team from Houston Update centers around their uniforms for next week. They were just announced. Okay. And they're uh, even though they're bringing back the Battle Red helmets next week, they're uh-huh. also bringing them back this week. Okay. And they're going to combine them with an all-blue, all-navy. Oh, that look, that's just getting... I don't know about all that. All-navy, top and bottom. bottom. Okay. I, I I don't necessarily hate the concept idea, but if you get down to it, it's kind of like the Colts. The concept idea of the Indiana Knights wasn't bad. Yeah. But it, the way it looked on the field, just it didn't look pretty. Yeah. Only thing to me worse than the Battle Red is the uh, Chicago Bears pumpkin heads. 
So congratulations for that, Houston. Yes. All right, here we go. We're going to go over last week. First, so first up, Browns and Ravens. We both chose the Ravens, and somehow the Browns ended up on top. Yep. Next game, we both did the Niners over the Jags, and we both got that. And then uh, we were both surprised by Houston eking it out over the Bengals, and we lost that one. In the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Then next one, we both picked the Vikings over the Saints and both got that one. That was a close game. Yep. Uh, J- Mr. Josh Dobbs coming up big two weeks in a row. Yep. Uh, and then we both picked the Steelers successfully over the Packers. And to round off the week, we both picked the Lions over the Chargers and the Chargers got it done. So that means we are well over three 500 now. 33 yep. and 27 For apiece. both of us. Yes. Yep. So we are tied uh, heading into this week. So this week's games. First up, we got another AFC North matchup. Actually, two at the top of this week. So we got the Bengals and Ravens. Uh, I'm going to put this very simple. Ravens are on a hot streak, and it's in Baltimore. I'm going Ravens. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The Bengals just lost to Houston. There's no way I think that they can go to Baltimore and win. Mm-hmm. The next, next up it, is Pittsburgh against Cleveland. All right. In so, Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to say that the Browns have the better defense here, and the Steelers finally are going to meet a team that can definitely beat them wholeheartedly. I'm going Browns. I agree. I think uh, Browns have a slightly better offense and a slightly better defense. Uh, we got to keep track of the AFC South, and so Titans are going to be at the Jaguars. Who you got? Uh, Jags are coming off a loss. Titans, I don't know how they're going to play with Mr. Levi's, um, and it's hard coming off a loss trying to beat that team, so I'm going to go Jags. Jags are going to come back strong in Jacksonville, get it uh, done. I agree with you. Billy Jeans finally seemed human last week uh, yep. for the Titans, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Next game is the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Getting right, kind so of chilly up there. The Jets won the first one mm-hmm. whenever is in New York. A-Rod busted his Achilles. Yes. Uh, the Bills have not been looking good and just fired their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um, and have to kind of rebuild re-shift a lot of things that they're doing without a bye week the Jets defense looks good oh yeah their offense can't hardly do anything but their Their defense defense looks looks really good good, yeah and so I'm going to say that the Jets are going to win this game I thought this was going to be our differentiating game I was going to go Jets (laughs) Uh, I'm still going to go Jets Jets are going to get this this one done Uh, Sauce is going to lop lock up Stefan, so I might need to put Stefan on my bench for fantasy. <laughs> um, next one, Seahawks at Rams. I feel like this is going to be a really close game. These last two games are probably the hardest to pick for my, uh, from in my opinion. All right. Uh, Seahawks been looking really good. Kind of flying under the radar. How? I don't know, but they've been looking good. Uh, Rams, surprisingly, have been looking good mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I don't know if Stafford's back. Is Stafford he back? He could be, could not be. He's still up in the air. I think because he could and could not be, that Seahawks are going to get it done. Okay. Um, I am going to go with the Rams. Just picked up Carson Wentz. Yeah. And, uh, and so 
for whatever he did with the Colts and winced us, uh, he's still a really good dude. And so mm-hmm. the, that and the fact that it's in Los Angeles, I'm going with the Rams. Okay. Next up, final game of the week, soup. Final game of the week, championship rematch. Eagles in Kansas City playing the Chiefs. Chiefs are taking a slump. Eagles on the rise. It doesn't matter if it's an arrowhead or not. The Eagles have a lot to play for in this game. I agree. And I think that the Eagles are going to get it done. I I couldn't agree more. I'm going Eagles with you as well. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we will have an in-season fantasy update, preview the Bucks game after the bye week and Thanksgiving, plus see if we can break the tie in our one different game in our unstable pick six. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable. <laughs>